0: My entitled mother has been stealing my welfare money from me every month without my knowledge. So I decided to get some revenge, reporting her to the state, resulting in her insurance and food stamps getting taken away because of fraud. Here's what happened. So for a bit of backstory, I'm a 19-year-old female, and I had only been living with my mother for a good three and a half years. Before moving in with her, she would tell me how great it would be for me to live there, and how I would be treated with respect and all this other stuff. Well, since I started college, things went to absolute garbage. My whole life, I wanted to go to college for art, but my mother convinced me that it was stupid, and so I chose to get a business degree. I got into my state's business and marketing honor society during the last year of high school, and this is all because I got a 98% average in all five of my business classes. My first semester of college, everything started out fine. Then the end of September hit, and I got a reimbursement from financial aid. Let me also add in that my mother is on social security income for a minor disability and hasn't worked in the past 18 years. She has arthritis and fibromyalgia so apparently she can't work. I got public assistance that I never knew about since I was never allowed to do paperwork for anything. I thought we only got food stamps but apparently she lied and said I was paying a couple hundred dollars for rent so that she could get more money. So she was getting nearly $500 a month for my needs and I never got any of that unless it was for Christmas and $350 a month for food stamps. Anyways, I got a healthy $2,000 back from financial aid which I originally wanted to spend it on clothing, a laptop for school, and food. Well, apparently every time I get money, it belongs to my mother. She demanded I give her most of the money, so I spent $1,500 on some jeans for me, and a brand new PlayStation system, and a bunch of games for my boyfriend. I know that sounds reckless of me, but he has since paid me back for it. She was upset and belittled me, till I gave her the rest of the money for rent, bills, and food. But what does she actually use that money for? She went off and bought her boyfriend's legal substances, if you know what I mean. Now, I was mad, because obviously that's just not okay. I just pushed through the semester and kind of sucked it up like I usually do. February came along and pretty much the same thing happened. She demanded my $3,000 to pay for rent, electricity, the Wi-Fi, food, everything under the sun. And she got mad when I refused to give her more than $350. I went off and spent the money on my anniversary, a new phone, and prepaid phone plan for the next few months. I also bought myself some food for when I was home. She was absolutely irate. How dare I spend money on my boyfriend and not the woman who birthed me. I tried staying away from home as much as possible, but every time I came home, I would get yelled at. Well, once March rolled around, that's when everything absolutely hit the fan. I needed my Medicaid card and birth certificate for a program that helps people get jobs in the area. And as you might guess it, she wasn't having it, because apparently saying that I needed them was rude and disrespectful. I ignored her for the most part and kept insisting that I needed them right away because I had to leave. She gave them to me after half an hour of me telling her I needed to leave and just started yelling at me. So I left for a few hours and I got a call from my caseworker asking me when I would turn in my timesheets. and she told me I could lose cash assistance if I didn't. I asked her what she was talking about and she told me I got approximately $500 a month to pay for rent and other things that I needed. I informed her that I never knew about that and she was very upset that my mother was using that money on God knows what. She told me to change the pin on my card and to not let my mother touch it ever again. So I changed the pin on my card. I went home and my room was torn up. My clothing was everywhere. My laptop was missing. My Christmas gifts from my boyfriend were gone. I was very upset. I told my mother I wanted my stuff back and she just threw everything at my door. I started packing my bags because I was done with her garbage. She demanded I give her my Medicaid card back since she is keeping everything else. She got up in my face, threw my glasses onto the floor and tried throwing my new phone and was just screaming at me till I finally gave it to her. After she went to the store and tried buying something with it, she came home and started shoving me around, demanding that I give her the PIN number. I was just like my father. I was a piece of garbage for buying jeans that actually fit me for once in my life. I was trash for liking the gifts I got from my boyfriend and not from her. The list goes on and on. She actually got really physical because of this, demanding that I give her the pin number. So of course, I was dumb and I gave it to her. Someone for some reason called the cops and they showed up shortly afterwards and her and her boyfriend started telling them that I was awful and that I was a manipulative pathological liar. I showed them marks of when she got physical and tried explaining that she took my Medicaid card but they just didn't care. The cops never care because supposedly my mom's boyfriend has put half of our police force into the hospital. After the cops left, my mother said that my boyfriend was an awful person and that he was not allowed to enter this house ever again. Then she said, I had a new curfew of 6 o'clock at night, and if I left the house, I was to never return. So I left. My boyfriend took me to a homeless shelter, specifically for young adults that were in awful situations and had nowhere else to go. I ended up getting my own apartment, and honestly I have never felt better in my life. The following day, I go to get a new card, and my mother had taken out $260 at 5 o'clock in the morning with the help of my oldest sister. I had $4 to buy food for two weeks before I could apply for my own food stamps and cash assistance case. Most of the time I only had water. I would eat every three days at my boyfriend's house. When the virus hit, my boyfriend's dad refused to let me over, even though he knew what was going on to a certain extent. I didn't eat anything for a week before being able to go out and get food stamps. I wish I had gotten a job, but having eight classes, it all took up a majority of my time. The college suggested that I withdraw to focus on my mental health. I went from seeing my therapist for a half an hour every other week to seeing her for an hour every week. She suggested that I cut contact with my mother permanently, even though it meant losing a good $3,000 worth of stuff that I bought myself over the past 12 years. I was so upset about losing all 40 of my stuffed animals. They really meant a lot to me, and they were some of the only things to help calm me down from a panic attack. But then something popped in my head while I was applying for my own food stamps and cash assistance. I realized that I could easily report my mother for welfare fraud. Not only has she been taking $500 a month from me, but she had lied and said that her boyfriend and her didn't share food and they were only roommates. She paid to use other people's food stamps and she has even sold her food stamps for cash just so she can get fast food or some illegal substances. So I did just that. I went into detail, I gave exact locations of where she did it and everything. I said she used other people's cards all the time and how she demanded my card whenever I had it. A couple weeks later, I get a letter from the Department of Social Services and they accidentally sent it to my address instead of my mother's, thinking that she had moved along with me. I open it and I read that she was denied public assistance, denied medical insurance, and denied food stamps. She met the requirements for getting them, but because of my report she lost everything but Social Security income. What probably helped was that I told the Department of Social Services that she stole my card and requested a new one, and the lady at the front desk was mortified. She's now out $850 a month and out of health insurance. And this is all because of me. And I boasted about this to my therapist. My therapist actually congratulated me because I'm very shy with people. So to report something like that was very much unlike me unless you really get me angry. So I will happily take this victory even though this took a lot out of me just to be able to do it. First off, I want to say I'm so sorry for the situation that you dealt with. Your mother sounds absolutely awful. She was literally stealing money from you. She would take your card and then pull money out for her own good. That is absolutely disgusting. I can't imagine someone doing that to me and then I'm left trying to deal with the scraps. Like, what in the world is going on? But with all things considered, you're not only away from your mom, but you also were able to get revenge in some kind of way. Because based on the way she treated you, she absolutely had it coming. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. I'm afraid that my boyfriend might implode under all the immense pressure he's going through. And I'm just now learning about the extent of it and I seriously don't know what to do. So I have been in a relationship with my boyfriend for five and a half years now and this is probably the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. For the purposes of this post, we'll call him Ben. Ben is not his real name. We met in college and Ben was the sweetest and cutest guy I've ever met. He's two years ahead of me but he was part of the welcoming committee at our university and boy were we lucky. He was such a charismatic gentleman with an awesome personality and looks to match. I think everyone in my friend group including me, had a huge crush on him, but he had a girlfriend at the time. When they broke up because she cheated on him, I took my chance and confessed my feelings for him. At that time, I was still a dumb kid, and Ben turned me down politely. However, months later, the stars aligned for us, and for a long story short, we became a couple. Before COVID, we started living together for a few months because we both worked at offices near each other, so we figured it would be easier and more cost-effective. When the pandemic happened, we went back to our homes. However, things happened with Ben's household. His brother, we'll call him Paul, also not his real name, came out as gay, and their parents kicked him out. Ben decided to take Paul under his wing, and we decided to live together again with Paul. Another layer to this was that Paul was not mentally well. I mean, he was kicked out by his parents, so that was really rough on him. But he's thankfully in a much better place now, and of course, Paul's recovery was extremely difficult. In 2021, I started my master's degree. I had to quit my full-time job and take on some freelancing instead. I told Ben that I could still take on more freelancing clients to help with the expenses, but he told me not to so that I could focus on my masters. Suffice to say, I couldn't contribute much to our expenses. While I'm still earning money, it barely covers our bills. Paul also volunteered to take on jobs while he's studying, but Ben forbid him to do that so that he could focus on his own studies. For context, Paul is actually a genius who now has a full-ride scholarship in college, which was why Ben didn't want him distracted. So, Ben took it Upon himself to work three or four jobs at a time just to support himself, me, and Paul. Ben actually grew up in a farming area and he grew up helping out his family, so all of his life, all he knew was to work hard to survive. He was the first in their family to go to college, and although he wasn't the brightest, he certainly gave his best. That was also why he was so determined to support Paul in his academics. I chip in whenever I can, and my parents would also contribute from time to time, but it was really Ben who supported our trio through those hard times. However, this is where my concern for Ben starts. Whenever I ask him how he is, he always puts on a huge smile, then he hugs and kisses me, saying that everything is fine. But I can tell how physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausted he really is. It's like whenever I'm not looking, I can feel that he's often trying to catch his breath, thinking about something or always brooding, which is really not like him at all. Then, last year, Ben got a new job that pays about triple his salary compared to his previous main employer. So so he didn't have to work multiple jobs anymore he was so happy because he could spend more time with us now that was such a relief for me because i could feel his old self genuinely coming back however late last year we had another curveball thrown our way paul was diagnosed with a heart condition and needed surgery urgently of course that means a ton of expenses ben was once again forced to work a lot he was working overtime at his company and took on two more side jobs just to make things work he also borrowed money from his friends, took out some loans, and basically did everything he could to make sure that Paul got the treatment he needed. My parents also gave him money, which he initially refused, but he eventually gave in because he was still short. He also swallowed his pride and begged their parents for money, which they eventually gave, but with a lot of guilt-tripping, shaming, and tongue-lashing to boot. Not once did I hear Ben complain about any of this, and to this day, Paul doesn't know a lot of what his brother had to do or go through to come up with the money. Thankfully, Paul's operation was a success and he's now making a full recovery. However, one night last February, I woke up at around two o'clock in the morning and saw Ben still at our dining table doing a bunch of paperwork. He told me it was nothing, just routine stuff. But I saw that he was computing all the loans and debts that he had occurred, trying to come up with the money for Paul's surgery. He kissed me goodnight, but I saw in his eyes that he was panicking deep inside and was about to break down. A lot of other things happened between then until now. Last month, Ben was the center of a heavily traumatic event, which I can't really disclose here. It involved legal and police proceedings, which are still ongoing to this day. But throughout all of this, Ben has maintained a very composed facade, and he continues to do so. During our ride home, after receiving the devastating news, he was really quiet. I can tell that he's hurting, but he just doesn't verbalize it. He also told me not to tell Paul about the whole incident if we can help it. But he still found out last week because of all the legal things We're going through When he found out Paul actually cried And gave Ben the tightest hug And I cried my eyes out as well But Ben basically expressed That he didn't want All of this attention Then last night Something happened That prompted me To write this post While we were sleeping Ben suddenly woke up And rushed to the kitchen At around 1 in the morning The commotion woke me up too And I asked him What was wrong I was so worried Because he looked so pale His lips were dry And he was drenched in sweat He also seemed like He was out of breath and he was panting heavily, struggling to speak. He said he felt that he could feel his heart beating so fast and that there was ringing in his ears. He was also feeling dizzy and nauseated. He tried to pour himself a glass of water, but his hands were shaking badly, so I did it for him. I then took him to the emergency room hours later and after some tests, thankfully covered by his insurance, the doctor said that Ben had a panic attack. Then, what shocked me the most was that Ben said this was not the first time this has happened. He told the doctor that this happened about four times last month, but last night was the most severe one. Upon hearing that, I felt like I was being punched in my gut and everything went silent. I didn't hear what the doctor prescribed him. My mind went blank and all I could think of was how terrible of a girlfriend I am for not noticing this earlier. When we talk about it at home, he just told me that he didn't want to worry me about it and that he thought it was just allergies or something like that. I know, it's a lame excuse, but I just wanted to cry because all this time, ben Ben had been keeping this from me and going through all of this alone. I tried to talk to him some more about what we should do but he just said that he's got it under control now and that I shouldn't have to worry about him anymore. I really really am worried about him though and I don't know what to do. I've never seen Ben cry or curse or be mad or be violent throughout our entire relationship. Every time he just says something to reassure me then he blurts out a joke or a sarcastic remark. I know that sounds like a dream guy for many people but I'm really just worried about him. I've told him a thousand times that he can talk to me about whatever he's truly feeling, but he never opens up. I don't know if it's pride, ego, toxic masculinity, or just how he was raised, but I've told him multiple times that I will never judge him or see him differently ever. I always talk to him about my problems, so he knows that I treat our relationship as a safe space, and I've told him that he could do the same. However, the only problems he shares are shallow issues like not getting lunch served at work, or being two minutes late due to traffic, or even spilling coffee on his shirt every day before going out for work ben kisses me and says i love you but there's just something different about him it's like he's putting up this entire persona just to please me but i can see right through it i don't know if it's just sadness in his eyes or the way he sort of fakes his smile don't get me wrong though i never once doubted that he loves me and i still deeply love him but the fact that he doesn't acknowledge his negative emotions really worries me that he might implode one day what should i do I wanted to tell you about a new podcast I thought you would like called The Re-Slayer's Take. It's a brand new all-ages actual play from Critical Role that follows a new group of adventurers within Exandria. After six misfit mercenaries are rejected from the elite monster hunting group The Slayer's Take, they band together and battle supernatural creatures across the rugged continent of Isilra. It has fresh adventures for a longtime critter or is a perfect first dip into the world of Critical Role. Check out the first episode if you like what you hear, and make sure you follow The Re-Slayer's Take wherever you get your podcasts. First and foremost, I think it's important to know that this guy was obviously raised like most guys I know. You keep your emotions and your experiences to yourself and you don't share it with anyone else around you. It's not that he doesn't trust you or love you or anything like that. He's trying to put on a brave face to make sure that the house he's built up doesn't fall apart at the seams. And sure, he absolutely should be able to open up to you and tell you what's going on. But at the same time, he's probably just trying to protect you. And that's not a good excuse in my opinion. I think he really should open up. But maybe just to step in Ben's shoes, he's absolutely overwhelmed, but he doesn't want you to see it. Also, I'm going to say this for Ben, but you and Paul absolutely need to get a job. He has been bearing the burden of taking care of three people, himself included, all while you all go to school. And sure, he's saying you don't have to worry about it, but that's because he's trying to put on a tough face. And I think secretly deep down, he really does want you to get a job. And from my perspective, he absolutely should not be carrying the weight of two grown adults as he literally works himself to death. That is not fair for him in the slightest and that's something you really need to fix. It is possible to get a job and go to school at the same time. Everybody does it. So hopefully by you and Paul getting a job, Ben's financial struggles can somehow be relieved. Because right now he's being overworked. And in my opinion it's time to get to work and relieve Ben's stress. My cousin is acting very flirty around my fiance and it's gotten to a point where it's really starting to bother me. And I seriously don't know what to do. So my dad and my cousin's dad are identical twins and we're the same age. So my cousin and I grew up very close. We kind of consider ourselves to be half sisters in a way, since genetically we kind of are. My fiancé and I hang out with her several times a month and have gone on short trips together, just the three of us. I'm so glad we all get along really well and are super close, but I wonder if sometimes she crosses boundaries. I'm trying to keep this short, so here are just some quick examples of what she's done and said to indicate that she might have some kind of feelings for my fiancé. The thought actually didn't cross my mind until recently though. For starters, she'll be telling me, I need to find myself a man like your fiancé. I wish he had a brother. Keep in mind she has had a boyfriend for two years. She will also say how lucky I am to have my fiancé and how she wishes her boyfriend was more like him. She will also try on several outfits for a night out and ask only him about how she looks and if she looks too scandalous if you know what I mean. She's also been really touchy and hugs him a lot when she's drunk. In fact, one time she put her head in his lap when she was was drunk to try and use his leg as a pillow. And this was honestly like a turning point for me. She also jokingly says that this is our fiance. And now I'm not sure how to address this with her. If I don't mention it, I'll keep feeling somewhat disrespected and uncomfortable. She is seeking a lot of attention and she's being very flirtatious around my fiance. If I do mention it, I'm possibly setting myself up for being gaslit and being told that I'm crazy, jealous, or just reading too much into things. But honestly, maybe I am reading too much into things. Maybe she just sees him as a good guy and a friend. And for what it's worth, my fiancé hasn't mentioned anything about it, so I assume nothing has really bothered him. I'm looking for others' thoughts on this behavior because it's really kind of creeping me out and I seriously don't know what to do. Well, if it's bothering you, then it's something that needs to be discussed with your fiancé. I think maybe talking to him about it and saying, hey, I don't like the way my cousin acts around you or something like that might open up the conversation to try and get his perspective. But also, it might be time to have more one-on-one time with just your fiance. Maybe don't expressly invite your cousin over as often and try to make this relationship just between the two of you. Like if you go for a date or go for a night out, just make sure it's just the two of you instead of bringing your cousin along. Because from my perspective the way she's acting around your fiance is incredibly inappropriate. Like she is clearly flirting with him and she clearly has a thing for him in some kind of way. And that is not okay. Like that really is strange and weird behavior. So hopefully this conversation goes well if you decide to do that. Because even though she's your cousin at the end of the day, this is your fiance, and I wouldn't want anybody trying to mess up that relationship. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like "Am I the Jerk," you're probably going to love "Am I the Genius." Check it out in the description below and subscribe.